0: Well, it seems that Hollywood is always trying to go back to their best known, their most successful properties and franchises to make more sequels, more prequels, expanding the universes of all these different worlds of movies that we all know. And coming up this summer, one of the most popular action-adventure heroes of all time is going to be back in another movie. Any idea who I'm talking about? Well, I'll tell you who it is coming up next.
1: helping you grow deeper on your spiritual journey. Welcome to the Inner Life with Josh Ray.
0: Well, so this summer, we're going to see an iconic character brought back. Most people are going to recognize him right away with his signature brown fedora. And even just with that little bit of a hint, you probably can guess who I'm talking about. Indiana Jones. This, this newest movie is entitled Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. It's going to be the fifth movie in the franchise, released 42 years after the first movie, Raiders of the Lost Ark. And that was such a huge success back in 1981. Uh, I, I loved Raiders of the Lost Ark. I remember watching it for the first time with my dad and being so enthralled by the adventure. Um, the last Indiana Jones movie... I didn't think it was that great. I I know I'm not the only one who has that opinion. But Raiders of the Lost Ark is actually not my favorite Indiana Jones movie. My favorite is Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. I really love especially the internal, the spiritual journey that we get to see play out with Indiana during that film. Early in the movie... Harrison Ford, the actor playing Indiana Jones, some of the first words that he speaks in that movie are in front of a college classroom where he says, archaeology is the search for fact, not truth. And he says there's a philosophy class down the hall if you're seeking for truth. He goes on to explain that archaeology is never about following maps to hidden treasure and X never, ever marks the spot. Yet within the next two hours, watching this movie, you will see Indy doing exactly the things that he said don't happen in archaeology. As they're trying to find the Holy Grail, the chalice that Jesus used during the Last Supper, Indy... He follows a map to hidden treasure, and he discovers a clue that is marked by a giant X. That X marks the spot. But he also finds himself on a journey of discovery where he has to face questions of belief. That line that he says about archaeology being the search for fact, not for truth. That gets turned upside down, too. At one point, his father, who is played by Sean Connery, his father makes the point that the quest that they're on is not merely about archaeology, it's about good and evil. They're at war against the forces of darkness. And even near the end of the movie, the villain, a character named Walter Donovan, after he's mortally wounded Indiana's father, Donovan says this line.
1: The healing power of the grail is the only thing that can save your father now. It's time to ask yourself what you believe.
0: It's time to ask yourself what you believe. That's what Indiana Jones has had to wrestle with this entire movie. And he's had this resistance all the way through, resistance to believing in something more than what he can see. His focus is more on discovering facts, not with seeking out truth. And this pushes him, and it builds up to a point where he has to reckon with things that go beyond his limited scope of facts of reality, of nature, he has to learn what it means to believe in something, to to have faith in something more, moving beyond the natural to the supernatural. What do you believe? And then why do you believe it? These are questions that are at the core of our faith as Christians, as Catholics. Do you have faith in God? Do you believe in him? And more than that, do you have trust? That, that kind of trust, that confidence in him, do you have that faith that God knows you, that he loves you, that he wants you to be fully united with him, not only here on earth, but in all of eternity? And if you believe that, how has it changed your behavior? How do you live your life in light of your faith? Well, today we want to talk about that virtue of faith, what it is And how we can have a better understanding of it, how we can more fully live it out in our lives. And joining us as our spiritual director, Father Chris Stubna is back with us. And uh, Father Stubna is a priest of the Diocese of Pittsburgh. He's the rector of the St. Paul Cathedral Parish there in Pittsburgh. Father Stubna, welcome back to the inner life.
1: Thank you very much for having me. It's always a delight to be with you.
0: All right. Are you a fan of Indiana Jones?
1: Um, I am. I was listening with with uh, excitement to your recollection. I uh, I think the all of those movies were you know adventure movies that really touch you at a deeper level.
0: Yeah. Are you looking forward? To, uh, do Do you have faith <laughs> that the new movie will be good, or are you w- worried that it's it's <laughs> not going to live up to the others?
1: The sequels never seem to quite quite. Uh, measure up to our expectations, but we can always live in hope as well. Always live
0: in hope. Another one of those theological virtues. Uh, I I always like to, even though we talk about virtues regularly here, for somebody who might not be familiar with what a virtue is, let's start there and just define our terms. What is a virtue?
1: Well, uh, you know, a virtue is typically a a sort of a disposition or, you know, a habit to do good. And uh, we often think of the human virtues, uh, which need to be acquired and worked at, uh, uh, but there are also the theological virtues, which really are those that relate directly to God. We mentioned a couple of those in your opening, faith, hope, and and charity, the three theological virtues that really are not acquired through human effort, uh, but uh, through our baptism, and uh, uh, the gift of grace and the Holy Spirit, uh, uh, those virtues are a gift. And that's why it's, it's um, complex to talk about faith, uh, which is the subject of our conversation today, because it, it is a gift from God uh, that is already part of us through baptism. But, but faith also is a virtue that has to be strengthened and acquired uh, through our human efforts, or, or, or we can lose that gift you know, that God has already given to us.
0: Well, and so I think that brings up a good question, and I'm sure we'll unpack this more through the course of the hour too, but, you know, if if it's a gift, it means that I'm reliant upon God, but then you're also saying we have to then build that up. We have to foster that gift of faith that we are given. How do we kind of distinguish where the reliance on God stops and our own effort to bolster and improve and grow in that virtue where it takes over? Or, or, or am I trying to put this in kind of a false dichotomy of saying God works up to a certain point and we take over, or is it more God works always and we come alongside God and work with Him?
1: Yeah, I think I think it's it's the dynamic that 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 you're speaking about there that I think is more the reality, uh, because uh, you know we have to remember that all of these things are connected to the manner in which God chose to make us, uh, and at the heart of that is the gift of human freedom. So God is always at work. You know, the Catechism of the Catholic Church uh, talks about faith. Um, as being the response to that constant invitation of god which we know as divine revelation you know that that he steps out of himself the fullness of his love to to invite us to friendship to intimacy to communion uh, with him he never stops doing that speaking to us calling to us of course we know uh, that he spoke to uh, through the law and the prophets and and completely through the sending of jesus but but that invitation uh, is is the gift, and that never stops but He has given us human freedom to be able to respond to that or not respond to that and that that's where our own sense of what faith means uh, has to kick in and and we we are challenged to be able to recognize that, to uh, understand that more deeply, uh, to know what that means when we do respond. So it's it's the call to total commitment to life in God. Uh,
0: one of the reasons we wanted to talk about this virtue today is because the Gospel reading at Mass for today, we hear about two encounters with Jesus, uh, two different people who have faith, and because of their faith, they experience a miracle, uh, some sort of healing. One is Jairus. He's the synagogue official. He comes to Jesus. His daughter is dying and asks Jesus to come to his house to heal her. And the other is the woman who has been dealing with this hemorrhage. She's been living with it for 12 years, and she just wants to get close enough to touch Jesus. She even says, all I need to do is just touch his clothing, and that'll be enough. Before we maybe look individually at these two accounts that are woven together in this part of the gospel narrative, is there anything that initially stands out to you in this reading, Father?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, first of all, uh, you you can't help but be struck by by just the simplistic and and uh, total trust and 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 faith uh, and belief that these two people have in, in Jesus, um, and uh, they have no doubts at all that if they get close to him, uh, if he lays his hands on them, if she touches his garment, that that, that power that they, that they recognize as God's power in Jesus will, will really heal them, help them in their needs. So it's, it's an amazing testimony to their, what I think, their, their belief that there is a God that God loves them. That that Jesus has been sent uh, to bring that gift of God's love into their lives, and and all they desire is is to be close to Jesus. You know, I think that invitation of faith and the response that they give is is probably some of the most perfect examples of what faith means that we have recorded for us.
0: Mm. Well, the the words of that woman in the crowd thinking to herself, I only need to touch the hem of Jesus' cloak, that's enough, I'll be healed. She doesn't directly even ask Jesus. And Jesus acknowledges her faith because his words to her, once she's brought before him, you know, it says that um, she's—here, hold on, let me pull it up. Uh, It says, yeah, she approached in fear and trembling. Yes, She fell down before Jesus and told him the whole truth and then his words to her daughter your faith has saved you go in peace and be cured of your affliction the fact that there's the humility maybe you can talk about the humility uh, that we see here in this woman but the fact that her faith is a conduit for god to work in her even when she doesn't speak directly to jesus just that yeah. faith itself is that that it allows for that healing to take place
1: yeah, and, and I, you know, I think it's important that we that we recognize, you know, that she, she was afflicted with hemorrhages, which, uh, you know, was always a sign of sin, and she, she would have been considered unclean. Absolutely, she wouldn't have been able to come near anybody because they would be made unclean. Uh, for, this is twelve years of total suffering, not only physically but spiritually. Uh, the isolation, the lack of 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 any sense of human dignity or contact. Uh, you know, so so she knows her unworthiness, which which is really part of that humility. She she's fully aware, um, you know, of her status in the community. But 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 her, so the other side of that is she she has such strong courage, you know, to be able to even approach Jesus. She she knows that she doesn't need to talk to him just to touch him, and and that kind of humility to bring someone to their knees recognizing that they're sinners. You know, that, that's something we are invited to do in faith. But, but being able to trust completely in the healing power of Jesus to make us well, uh, to heal us, you know, should give us the strength and the courage that that woman was able to have to, to, to even make that attempt to get close to Jesus.
0: And then while Jesus is speaking to her, It says, while he was still speaking, then people from the synagogue official's house, they arrived and they say, your daughter is dead and stop bothering Jesus. And Jesus, he says to Jairus at that point, don't be afraid. afraid. Yeah, just have faith. And, uh, you know, this brings up another question, I I guess, how do you think we— how do you think Jesus might be encouraging us to have faith, to grow in faith, to trust him, even when it seems like, you know, all is lost, it's just too late. We missed our opportunity. You know, your daughter is dead, it's too late. And we, we might have moments in our lives where it's, well, it's, it's too late for me in whatever regard. But, but how is Jesus maybe talking to us saying, don't be afraid, just have faith?
1: Yeah, and of course those words are 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 the, are so powerful. Um, you know, the, those are the most often spoken words from the mouth of Jesus. If we read the scriptures, he says those words more than he says anything else. Have no fear. Do not be afraid. You know, have you have faith in God. Have faith in me. And it it's a recognition, I think, of of, of the human heart that Jesus is fully aware of 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 what these kinds of sufferings uh, the, the, the grieving the sadness the struggles the loss uh, how destructive they can be and difficult for for each of us to be able to continue to walk that path and 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 he recognizes that you know don't be afraid have no fear trust in me just have faith it's that invitation to uh, uh, you know even in our most dark despairing moments of the darkness that we might find ourselves in we can count on one thing you know turn to jesus turn to the lord where where we really can find the strength and the healing and the hope that that only faith in him is going to be able to bring
0: uh, you talk about fear you know jesus saying be not afraid you use the word despair When I think of faith, another uh, kind of antonym, uh, the opposite of it might come to mind as doubt. Mm -hmm. Um, With fear, with despair, with doubt, you know, we, we can talk about how just have faith, just trust in God. But there are those moments where we face in our lives real struggles and we might end up having that question god where are you in this why am i going through this how does the person who is in the midst of the fear the despair the doubt how do they let go of those because when worry grips hold of you even though you know i i, I think even mature catholic's christians will look at I know I shouldn't be worried. I know Jesus tells me not to worry. It's not going to add anything to my life. It's not going to add, you know, an inch to my height. And yet, in the midst of it, sometimes we can't help but just kind of <laughs> wallow in that worry. How, do we, how, do, how can we get out of the worry and the fear and the doubt and really grow so that we have that pure faith, that trust in God?
1: Yeah, I, I think uh, it's, it's certainly not an easy uh, road or uh, no easy uh, path to be able to do that. And, and we do have to recognize that in our humanness, uh, th- those are real feelings, uh, real emotions that can uh, take us away from God. But, you know, the Christian, a lot of the um, church fathers wrote very powerfully that, that the, these are the weapons that the devil likes to use. You know, the, to the seeds of doubt that begin to creep into our hearts. You know, is there really a God? You know, why would a God uh, who is good allow me to suffer? Now, and, and that can lead us slowly but surely down a path where, where the darkness and despair begin to become even more powerful. Because that, that's, that's what the devil hopes, is that we're going to lose our faith and, and turn away from God. Uh, but but the challenge, of course, as people of faith, we're we're called to remind ourselves of the basic uh, uh, fundamentals and foundations of what we know to be true, what we uh, uh, w- what the church has has taught as part of of, of its understanding of the message of Jesus, uh, you know, and, and what these people today and the scripture teach us that that there is a God and that He loves us unconditionally. And that he desires nothing other than that we are going to share life with him in heaven. But our journey through this life, is it, it, he never promised, would be easy. But but what he does promise is that we won't ever be alone. We'll never be abandoned. And I, I think the challenge as a person of faith, particularly in these moments of struggle, is to remind ourselves of that, uh, uh, to call to mind intentionally, which is why prayer. You know, when... When, when you're struggling, you don't want to move away from God. You want to move closer to God. You can be angry with God. You can tell him every emotion that's on your heart. He doesn't care. He's not going to love you any less. We, we've we got to open our hearts in those dark dark moments, uh, uh, you know, and invite God to come in, because that's the only chance we have of being healed and strengthened and, and ultimately saved.
0: Talking today with Father Chris Stubna, and he is the rector of the St. Paul Cathedral Parish in Pittsburgh, talking about that virtue of faith, how we can understand that virtue and hopefully be able to live that out in a deeper, in a stronger way in our lives. And welcoming you to join the conversation if you'd like to call in and speak with Father Stubna, the phone number here to the studio, 888-914-9149. How have you been able to live out and grow in that virtue of faith? How has God given you that gift of faith in your life that you've seen, that you've been able to grow in? Maybe you are in that moment of fear, of worry. Maybe there's doubts. There's questions that you have. And to have faith in God is a true struggle for you right now, and you'd like some advice, some insight. You're welcome to call in and f- speak with Father. And again, our phone number here into the studio, 888-914-9149. Our email address is innerlife at relevantradio.com, And we'll be right back as we continue our conversation here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. This hour is sponsored by St. Gregory Recovery Center, helping you or a loved one live a substance-free life. Information at relevantradio.com slash Gregory. That's relevantradio.com slash Gregory.
1: Welcome back to the Inner Life with Josh Raymond. Join the conversation at 888 914 9149
0: Again, that phone number if you'd like to join the conversation here today. 888 914 9149 Our email address, relevantradio.com, As we're talking about that virtue of faith, how we have that belief, that trust in God, and how we can live that out more fully in our lives. And talking today with Father Chris Stubna, he is a priest in the Diocese of Pittsburgh. And Father, before the break, we were talking about some of the worry or the doubt, the fear that we might face in our lives. And we're talking primarily, of course, about this theological virtue, faith, which you pointed out, it, it's a gift from God. It's not necessarily something we can acquire on our own. We can, once we have that gift, work to grow in that faith that's given to us but it still is a gift. You also mentioned when we talk about virtues, a lot of times we'll look at other virtues. You, you mentioned the human virtues. You know, The cardinal virtues are things that can help us to grow in those, those good habits, to make good choices in our lives. What are maybe some of those virtues that we might look at and say, okay, if faith is really difficult for me, you know, kind of that that uh, ancient prayer. I believe, Lord, help my unbelief. Mm-hmm. You know, when there's the doubts or the worries, the fear that do creep in. What are some of those other virtues that can that, that can supplement and and help us in that area if we feel like we're lacking faith?
1: Well, I know you you mentioned one of the key ones, which is humility, and and you know sometimes. Um, Humility isn't just our ability to to develop a good sense of our of our sinfulness, uh, but 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 also that we abandon any notions, uh, which which uh, is a struggle in today's culture that 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 we let go of any kind of idea that um, we can do it alone. You know, we don't need God. We live in a culture that really believes that uh, humility is a virtue that literally asks us to empty everything out of ourselves Um, that we are totally dependent on God that we can't do anything we can't do anything good Uh, we can't really be happy without God in our life Uh, and we don't have to worry about what anyone else thinks of us Uh, humility really roots us in this sense that 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 we're made and created by God for a purpose and only communion with God is really going to drive our lives forward I, I, think, I think humility naturally leads to trust because if we don't, if we recognize that, that we can't accomplish anything in life uh, without God, we, we can then begin uh, to turn to God more deeply and get to know him better uh, in, our, in our prayer life, our communion with the church through the sacraments. But, but trust is one of those virtues, I think, that that is very important to faith. That, that, that we've got to begin to trust less in ourselves and, and in others around us and really really trust that God alone has the ability uh, uh, to enable us to be the person that we were created to be, uh, that he will give us all that we need in life to navigate through the challenges. And, and I think connected with that, another virtue might be courage. That's what we hear about in the scripture readings today, um, that, that courage gives us the strength. Uh, despite our, our, our weaknesses, our doubts, to keep coming to the Lord, uh, even when it's difficult. You know, and, and courage is connected to persistence. So that might be another virtue. You know, the, scripture, the uh, Catechism of the Catholic Church says the most important thing for, for developing a prayer and a life in Christ is never ever to give up, to be persistent, to keep asking, to keep praying, because that that really does begin... Uh, to develop the kind of relationship where where we are completely in the Lord with, mm. with all our heart and soul. Uh, so I, th- I think those are a few virtues that come to mind.
0: Well, and there's so much that we can unpack there, too. Um, let, let's, let's continue that in just a moment here. I do want to go to the phones. And again, our phone number is 888-914-9149. As today, we're discussing the virtue of faith, how we grow in faith, especially in those difficult moments where it seems like the fear, the doubt, um, the worry might be a bit overwhelming. We feel like we're lacking in that faith. How can we hold on? How can we have that trust that Father Chris Stubna is talking about here? You're welcome to call in with your questions or how God has worked in your life, how you have grown in that virtue of faith. Uh, we'd love to hear your story and allow you to be an encouragement to others who might be struggling at this time right now. Again, the phone number, 888-914-9149. Tim's listening to us in Kentucky. Tim, welcome to The Inner Life. Glad to have you on the air here with us.
2: Well, thank you. Uh, I appreciate it. I just want to let you all know that I've really enjoyed listening to your show over the last 20 minutes or so. It's the first time I've ever Tuned in. I found out yesterday that I had cancer and I've lost a brother and a father to cancer. It's not the same, but it's very fearful and I don't have enough information yet from specialists or anything else. I just found out yesterday. So, to say the least, my faith is being challenged to the max because that's the biggest fear in my life is that I would one day have cancer. And now it's Come true, and it's very scary.
1: Well, Tim, I just want to, you know, thank you for for sharing that with us. And I know this has to be an incredibly difficult uh, a moment in your life. But but to please know that that you'll be in in my prayers and our prayers. And you know, all I can say is the Lord wants to be close to you uh, in in whatever unfolds uh, in these next weeks and months and years. To just you know. No no doubt that, that your faith is being challenged, but, but at this time, really, I'd encourage you to turn toward the Lord, especially to pray, and, and to share with Him all of those emotions because he, he will bring you healing and strength in the ways that you really need to face uh, whatever comes your way. Mm. Uh,
0: Father, can we actually just take a moment? Can I ask you to offer a short prayer for Tim that he can, he can have that peace that God wants to give him?
1: Sure. Absolutely. Lord God, we we pray that you'll send down your spirit uh, upon Tim uh, to let him know uh, the fullness of your peace and your strength, that you'll bring a consolation and comfort to his heart and soul to bless him in this journey that he's facing so that he never doubts for a moment that you are with him and that your love will surround him and lift him up. We offer all of these prayers uh, in and through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.
0: All right. Well, Tim, uh, you'll continue to be in my prayers as well. And, uh, you know, whatever God works through your life in this, you know, uh, dealing with the cancer, um, I I just want to echo what Father said, you know, that you turn, that you, you give that over to God and trust in him. And I, 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 I'm sure that won't be easy, but uh, hopefully you'll see God working in your life because of that. Uh, Father, let's go to one more phone call before we kind of pick up on what you were saying about some of those other virtues that might help us in our faith. Julie is listening in Missouri, and Julie, you're on the air with Father Chris Stubna.
2: Hi. Um, thank you for taking my call. So I'll make my question brief, like I was I, I actually am a new listener to you guys. I came across your station. Um, I'll listen to Catholic answers and things like that. But my question is like, we've been, husband and I have been married for eight years and we met on Catholic match. <laughs> um, we did all the stuff that we we're supposed to do. We didn't live together before marriage and have relations like that before marriage. And not that we were saints in the past, but with each other, we wanted to do it right. So the backstory of that. Um, so I feel like the Satan has attacked our marriage from day one and he he sleeps on the couch for a year, and I sleep in the bedroom for, and, and he's got a porn issue, and he doesn't take responsibility for how the damage is done, and we go back and forth in front of our kids, fighting all the time, tit for tat, and I, my question was, at what point do you just stop, like, what what, what, what is, because, you know, I wanted, I don't, our kids to grow up not in God because of what they've seen and felt
1: yeah i'm so i'm i am happy that you called and are sharing those concerns and they have to be immensely difficult for you and your family and 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 again uh you know no easy answer uh, uh, but but really trying to do all that you can working together uh, you know there are uh, ways that uh, couples can work even with, with their pastor, with marriage counseling, to really do everything you can to try to get at the root of the problem. I know how much you uh, take that uh, commitment seriously. Um, you have to keep close to the Lord in your struggles as well through prayer, but 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 really working with other people uh, uh, to, to, to try to see what steps can be taken uh, you know, to bring a, a, about, a, a, you know, a better outcome for you and your family and, and, and for the sake of your marriage. It's really, really very important. Uh,
0: Julie, just one follow-up question for you, too. You know, y- you talk about your husband that He's been dealing with his own issues there um, you mentioned pornography uh, have you talked with him directly about this saying is this something he yes. wants to be able to move past he yes. wants to break he free of he,
1: it he
2: does yeah mm-hmm. oh, okay. yeah he wants to and he claims he's not doing it anymore but there's been so many years of hurt that I don't blame him anymore you know and to the point where he doesn't even and I don't need to get like specific but like doesn't react to me down there at times. Right. You know, so. Yeah, well, and, and, you know,
0: Father, another thing that comes to mind here with Julie, too, and, you know, Julie, uh, without getting too personal here on the air, you know, there's, Father, that question of forgiveness, you Mm -hmm. know, when we've been hurt over and over and over and over, especially by someone that we have been so trusting with in a marriage relationship, that can be a difficult thing to want to allow ourselves to trust again if we've been hurt and how, how might, uh, this might not be the case, but, you know, if Julie is still struggling with maybe some unforgiveness, how can she identify that in her life so that she can be able to forgive him? Not, not making herself, you know, in a place where she's going to be victimized, but being able to free herself from anything that might be kind of hanging on there.
1: Yeah, and again, I I think these are really important spiritual questions that that I would encourage her so greatly to you know connect with her parish priest, uh, you know, with someone that can really help and work with that. I, I think I think you're speaking about something that is very important spiritually because you don't want these things to harden your heart, you know, to close to close someone off uh, to uh, the ability really to know God's love or or you know to To really begin to develop feelings of hatred and, and all those things that can come from a lack of forgiveness. But, it, you know, it is something that really needs to be addressed at its root.
0: Well, Julie, um, again, be assured of our prayers as you try and work through this. But uh, I, I think Father Stubna's advice is, of course, very good. You know, see if you can meet with your own parish priest or if you can even find— uh, you know, a spiritual director there in your area that can help you through this. Maybe you're all already doing that, um, but uh, we will keep you in our prayers, too, as you're going through this difficult situation. And, I, I, you know, I hope that as things continue for you, you know, you're able to find that ability to love each other, to trust each other again that your marriage will be healed and you'll see how god has proven himself and worked through this in your life julie uh our phone number if you would like to join in The conversation, if you have a question for Father Stubna, the phone number here is 888-914-9149. We're talking about the virtue of faith, how we can grow in that virtue in our lives, especially when we do face those difficult, those challenging moments, those moments of fear or worry, uh, those moments where we we look just like Julie Julie was talking about. It seems like I did everything right, but now I'm— I'm facing this really tough circumstance. Maybe you're in that situation, too, and you'd like to talk with Father Stubna. 888-914-9149. Need to take one more short break, but we'll be right back here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. If you're in the market for health insurance, our sponsor, the Catholic Order of Foresters, is here to help you and your family find the most cost-effective health plan. Learn more at RelevantRadio.com Forester. Welcome back to the Inner Life here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Josh Raymond speaking today with our spiritual director, Father Chris Stubna, the rector of the St. Paul Cathedral Parish in Pittsburgh. And taking your phone calls as we talk about the virtue of faith, how we can grow in that virtue, how we can live that out, how uh, our, our faith allows us to carry Christ into the world. And our phone number, if you would like to call in and be part of the program, 888-914-9149, 888 9149 Father, before we go back to the phones... I wanted to circle back to something you said at the beginning of the last segment. I had asked you about different virtues that might help supplement that might come alongside and help our faith to grow. One of the things that you talked about, you you very first f- uh, focused in on the virtue of humility, you know, letting go of our pride, letting go of this false notion that we can do it on our own, and recognizing, It all is reliant upon God. We can do nothing on our own. It's reliant upon him. But then uh, this becomes a little bit of a paradox in, in a certain sense for us because we can't do anything on our own, but God has created us for doing work, for for actually doing things for the kingdom. You know, that's one of the things I always like to point out when somebody talks about, oh, well, you know, you just have to believe. And one of those famous Protestant mm-hmm. passages is Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, the second chapter there, and verses 8 and 9, where it says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this mm-hmm. is not from you, it is the gift of God, not from works, so that no one may boast. Which Of course, it's all relying upon God. But the very next thing that Paul says in the very next sentence, verse 10, it says, we are his handiwork and we are created in Christ Jesus for the good works that God has prepared in advance that we should live in them. So this idea of we can do nothing on our own, but at the same time, we're supposed to do something because that's what we've been created for. Um, I I guess, can you kind of help unpack that a little for us?
1: Yeah, well, you know, of course, uh, I, I'll paraphrase St. James, but but you know that that passage that that expresses so much about this relationship between faith and and work. Uh, you know, St. James said, "Show me a faith without without works," uh, and and basically, you know, he will show you a faith that's that's pretty much lifeless and dead. And and uh, you know, Jesus says all the time, "A person of faith will be known by their fruits." So, so faith uh, is just not uh, a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. You know, faith isn't divorced from, from uh, our, our lives and the choices we make and, and, and the kind of things that we engage in. Uh, as faith increases in us, uh, it is a virtue. It, it is going to lead us to embrace the kind of, of virtuous life that reflects the very gift of God in us. So a person that claims to have faith uh, but has no compassion for others, uh, has no patience, isn't able to forgive, doesn't care about the needs of others, uh, isn't actively engaged in some way uh, in helping to share the good news, you know, that that's that's not a strong faith. Uh, it, the fruits of 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 our lives and what we're engaged in will will really give evidence and testimony to to the kind of, 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 of faith that we have. And, and I think it's good for us to take stock of that because as we recognize where we fall short and the areas in life that that need to be strengthened, you know, that brings us to God, that brings us to confession, that brings us to Holy Communion, that brings us to prayer. Uh, and, and I think that's your question, uh, Josh, that's where humility and faith uh, are so intimately connected because we we have to go through life with with the um you know the wisdom of St Paul I am who I am by the grace of God without that grace we we really will not have faith faith of any level any depth and and it won't be a faith that is evidenced in 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 real christian living
2: mm-hmm.
0: Uh, That faith that's evidenced, you know, we hear Jesus talk about how if you have the faith of a mustard seed, this tiny little grain, you can move a mountain, and (laughs) I I haven't been moving any real mountains in my life that I've seen. So that makes me think, you know, as you're talking about that there might be that lack of faith, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, even to have that small amount of faith, it seems like, boy, I, I must have a ways to go because... There are so many areas where it's it's easy for me to just doubt right away, for me to just question immediately, rather than having that confidence in God. Oh, no, yeah, it, things might look bad, but God has this all taken care of. I so often will turn back and say, well, what am I going to do, rather than, okay, God, that, that, what right. do you want me to do?
1: Right, and, um, you know, I, I see that a lot in... Working with, with people who have lost loved ones, you know, uh, the grieving process is so very difficult. But, but people will often say to me months and months later, you know, I, I really don't know how I would get through every day without faith. Mm. It, it's sometimes at those moments when we're most, uh, um, you know, despairing or doubting or when we're suffering greatly, uh, uh, you know, that gift of faith can kick in. And the goal, of course, is if we have a relationship with Jesus, no matter at what level, but if we believe in the Lord, if we are talking to the Lord in prayer, if, if, you know, that faith becomes something that we can feel and perceive. And if we look back, I think everyone has experiences of, you know, how did I ever get through that? You know, what, what, I can't, there's no human explanation. It really was the gift of faith. And, and God at work in us that was able really to to uh, help us through, to bring us to a new level of understanding. And uh, I, I think that's the meaning of that passage in a lot of ways for me, that we don't realize that faith can move mountains, but in our own lives, it, it really has. Mm, yeah. If it, if we look at those experiences and understand that we, we could have never done that on our own.
0: Yeah. Uh, there's also something really important about being able to acknowledge and recognize when that does happen. You know, one of the most popular passages of Scripture dealing with faith, it's in the 11th chapter of the letter to the Hebrews that that we read in the New Testament. And it goes through all these different people in salvation history and how they had faith in God. It's, It's kind of like, you know, here, look, all of these people how God worked in their lives. If they can do it, you can do it too. It's kind of this encouragement for us. And when we have those experiences in our lives, it's not just somebody who might remote, you know, be remote from us, and we say, well, they did it, but maybe I'm, not, maybe I'm not as good as them, or I don't have the same strength of character as that person. But when we see, you know, gosh, God is working in my life even when I'm not feeling strong, Yes. That's where he can come in, and in my weakness, he can work there, and then we can look back and say, "Okay, now, now that I've seen him in my own life, I can have a little more confidence moving forward."
1: Yeah, yes, yeah, so and I, you know, I'm always struck by that, um, um, you know, scene with uh, with Jesus and Peter, uh, you know, because Peter would often have uh, moments of, of weak faith, of doubt. Um, and, you know, when the, when the, uh, Jesus is teaching about, about the Eucharistic presence and people just begin leaving, you know, one by one. And, you know, Jesus turns to Peter in that beautiful moment. Do you, do you want to leave too? You know, it, it's a, it's a flip side of saying, do you believe in me? You know, do you want to go too? And, and Peter says with humility, you know, Lord, who, to whom else would we go? You, you have the words of eternal life. You know that, that faith, even even in those moments, it's it's a call back to that foundational belief that belief that, that Jesus is, is really the Son of God, you know, our Savior, or He isn't. And and if and if we believe that, even in a small way, um, there, who 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 else would give us? Uh, you know, the things that we need to be able to navigate through everything in life. And, and obviously, we're on this journey for one reason, to, to gain heaven, to gain right, salvation. Right. And there's no other way except through faith in Jesus Christ.
0: Father Chris Stubina is our spiritual director today on The Inner Life. And Father, um, got a few minutes left here in the hour, but let's try and get one more phone call in. Marge is listening in Oak Park, Illinois. Hi, Marge. How have you experienced that virtue of faith in your life?
2: Oh, in a wonderful way. I had an issue for a long time with the trigeminal nerve on the one side of my face. For years, I suffered with it. And the doctors wanted me to have surgery to deaden the nerve, which would have changed my face. And they wanted to put me on all sorts of brain medicine. And I didn't want to approach any of that. And I took to meditating daily over and over on the passage of the woman making her way toward Christ and touching the thread of his cloak. And I just kept meditating that that was me. I put myself in with that woman, and it's gone. It's not been around back for six months at least. So
1: the wow, that's a really, powerful story. Yeah, powerful story to share with us because you know, not not only can Jesus bring uh, a physical healing, but but he can also bring the strengthening of our faith and the and the healing of our hearts. And 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 that's exactly the invitation that faith holds out for us to even in our suffering. That, that when we draw close to Christ, we're going to find life and strength and hope.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for calling and sharing, Marge. And, you know, one of the things that we can hear from different tele-evangelists, there's a popular message out there, if you just believe, if you have faith— God will reward that faith, and everything in life will be wonderful. You'll, you'll have that uh, you know, promotion at work that you want. You'll be able to buy the house that you want, the car that you want. You know, God will bless you with material wealth, with financial wealth, if you have enough faith. And that goes so contrary to what we read in Scripture, to what Jesus tells us, um, you know, this idea, this kind of name it and claim it gospel, is not it. it it's a true uh, uh, perversion and warping of the true gospel message.
1: I I agree a hundred percent. That's never what Jesus promised. You know, anyone that wants to come after me must follow in my steps and you know walk, pick up your cross and follow me and fit. He promises that faith will give us everything we need to be the kind of person that God desires uh, and and ultimately to get us uh, to eternal life.
0: You know, we're, we're down to our last minute or so here, Father. If somebody is listening and they're saying, you know, I really would like to be able to look to other resources here, are there any saints you might point us to as far as, you know, somebody that— might be able to read their writings or maybe an, a bio, biography or an autobiography from them that could help us as we try and grow in faith?
1: You know, uh, t- today is the Feast of St. John Bosco, and he, he really followed the, the, uh, the wisdom of St. Francis de Sales, and that, you know, the introduction to a devout life is, is a Christian classic. But St. Francis de Sales speaks a lot about faith. And I I, I think um, that sense of of we're on this journey to become holy and perfect as God is holy and perfect, Uh, I I, I think the wisdom of St. Francis de Sales is a place to start.
0: Beautiful. Well, Father, it's always good to talk with you, and thank you for spending this hour with us. We're down to about about our last 30 seconds. Could I ask you to offer a blessing for all of our listeners?
1: Sure. Heavenly Father, be with us uh, today, and And every day, open our hearts more deeply through the gift of faith to grow more in our relationship with your son, Jesus Christ. May we always look to him in every moment of life, our good ones and difficult ones, to be our source of strength, our hope, so that we might gain eternal life with you. We ask this prayer through Christ our Lord. Amen.
0: Amen. Thanks again, Father, for being with us. Thank you. Thank you for listening. I want to also say thank you to Nick Centevich and Thomas Engesser helping to produce the program. If you joined us late, uh, it was a wonderful conversation talking about the virtue of faith, and I would encourage you to go find the podcast. It'll be posted here shortly at our website, RelevantRadio.com. You can also find it on the Relevant Radio app. And look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for The Inner Life. Stay tuned. Mass starts right now, followed by The Faith Explained with Cale Clark. Have a blessed rest of your day.